Nothing But The Words, episode number one, the first thing you need to write a great book. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Since this is the very first episode of the podcast, I'm going to give you the very first thing you need to write a great book. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you how to develop your belief and your confidence in your ability to write a great book. If you've been struggling to write your book, if you've been talking about writing it for years but haven't actually made much progress on the actual writing, I want you to know that's perfectly normal. In my work as a ghostwriter and a co-writer, I've written 18 books and counting, but it took me years years to write the first one. I was so caught up in self-doubt and procrastination that I just could not bring a book to completion. Somewhere in my house, there is a hard drive that probably has six or seven half-finished books on it. I may one day return to them and complete them, but the odds are that I won't. I've moved on to other ideas at this point. What finally got me to write the first book from beginning to end and send it off to be published and judged by the world was the threat of going hungry. I needed to make some money. I was in a position where I was homeschooling my daughters and I had an opportunity to ghostwrite or co-write because it is not a confidential agreement. I actually am credited co-writer, so that's not actual ghostwriting. But I had the opportunity to co-write a cookbook. I was offered uh, the job by one of the foremost chefs in the country. She's the co-owner of, I believe it's five restaurants in the Los Angeles area now, Chef Antonia LaFaso. And after her first very successful run on Bravo's Top Chef, I believe it was on Bravo at the time, she wanted to write a cookbook. She wanted to write and publish a cookbook. And she's a brilliant chef. She's hilariously funny and fun to work with. And I really wanted to seize that opportunity to help her capture her recipes and her food philosophy on the page. I did not want to let her down. And with that pressure on me and with her publisher waiting for us to complete the manuscript, I was able to finally get from beginning to middle to end and complete my very first book. I had written and published short content up until that time, but Antonia was the one who got me through the process. Um, She presented me with an opportunity that got me through the process of actually finishing a book. You do not have to be under that kind of pressure to finish writing a book, but you do have to actually believe that it's a possibility for you. So since then, I've written 17 additional books for myself and for my clients. And I've edited many books and I've coached even more people as an author coach to become successful authors. What those authors, whether I coached them, wrote with them, or edited their books, all had in common was that they all got stuck at some point. It's perfectly normal to get stuck in the book writing process because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you could sit down and do it in one day, the odds would be pretty limited that you would get stuck. But this is a process that happens over days, weeks, and months, and occasionally even years, depending on the type of book that you're writing. And you don't have to get stuck. And even if you do get stuck, there are some simple ways to keep yourself moving. Every author gets stuck at some point. 
but there is someone in the world who's waiting for your story. They're waiting for the book that you're going to write. They're waiting for the knowledge that you have to share, the process that you've mastered that you can share with them, or the story you're going to tell that's going to inspire and motivate them and help them achieve what, what it is that they want to achieve in life. Writing a book is a skill. And just like any other new skill, it's one that if you take the time to master, you can be really good and even great at. So whether you're just getting started or you're stuck right in the middle, know that you can do this and you can do it very well. So the first thing you can do in order to prepare yourself to write a great book, in order to build your self-confidence and your ability to write a great book, is to challenge those negative beliefs that you currently have about writing. Now, this is an ongoing practice. For most of us, it's not just something we do one time, right? Because what you believe that's stopping you today may be different than what's stopping you a few weeks from now. The most common thing I hear is, I don't have time. I can't make time in my schedule to write a book. And frankly, that's generally is an, an excuse. Often, you know, you may run into periods of time, seasons of your life where writing a book doesn't fit in. And in that case, you know that season's coming to an end. If you're involved in a big product launch launch right now, or if you just started a new job and you're really ramping up, maybe it's not the proper time to write a book. But more often than not, the belief that you don't have time to write a book is just your brain protecting you from the possibility of failure. So take the time to write down any negative belief, and it's only negative because it's not serving you, that you have about writing a book. Anything that you think is an obstacle is really just a thought in your mind. Make a list of those thoughts and then take take the time to question them. Are they really 100% true? Would anyone, every single person on earth looking at that situation be in agreement with you that this is truly an unsolvable obstacle to writing your book. The odds are that it's not, right? So if, for example, one of the thoughts that you have is that I'm just not a good enough writer to write a book. Well, in reality, you could get a writing coach and become a better writer. You could write your book as is and just hire an editor to make it better. There are many, many solutions to the idea that you're not, quote unquote, a good enough writer to write a book. So look at those thoughts. Make a, a list of them. Every thought you can think of that you've that has ever stood between you and your finished book. And then question each one. Is it really true? Is it provable beyond a reasonable doubt? And what if it's not true? What if there's another possibility? Question those thoughts and then replace them with thoughts that will help you move towards the goal you have in mind, which is to be a successfully published author. So for example, if your thought is, I don't have time to write a book, you may choose a different thought, like I'm making time to write my book, and then actually put that time on your calendar. If your thought is, I'm not a good enough writer to write a book, then you may choose a different thought, like I'm becoming a better writer by studying the craft. Take the time to really question any of those thoughts that have stood between you and your goal. Secondly, acknowledge the gifts, talents that you already have and the things that you've already used to accomplish what you've accomplished so far in your life, the things that you've learned and mastered. Find evidence from your own life of your ability to learn new things and to do things well. It's great to do this on paper too, right? So 
uh, one of my coaches, she's a business coach, Liz Scully, has us sometimes write an I'm effing awesome list. And on that list, you write all the things that are awesome about you, including everything that you've ever accomplished and learned how to do. And we're talking start with the small things, because at some point you learned how to walk, right? You learned how to talk. You learned how to converse. You learned how to socialize with people. You learned how to do whatever job it is that you're doing right now. You make a list of those things and your accomplishments that you've created for yourself in your life thus far, simply as a reminder that you have the ability to do hard things. You have the ability to do new things. And remind yourself when you feel challenged by the idea of writing a full book and putting it out there to the world to judge that you're a person who does hard things. If you've made it to adulthood, or frankly, if you've made it into your teenage years, you've done hard things already. So you do in fact have the ability to do hard things. So create a list of what you've learned so far in your life, what you've mastered, what you've accomplished, and refer to that list as a reminder of the fact that you have the ability to learn how to do new things, even if they're hard things. The third thing is to find resources that will help you learn how to write a great book. It's absolutely ridiculous to think when you've never written a book before that you should be able to sit down and automatically know how to do it. I get it. You've learned basic things in school like writing essays, sentences, paragraph structure, all that great stuff. But it's still a different animal to actually sit down and write a great book. Give yourself the benefit of getting help with that. So, and you can do this at any budget. You can do this for free, right? There are books in the library that you can check out from your local public library that will break down the writing process for you. And on future podcast episodes, I'll share some of my favorite writing books that have really helped me to develop as a writer and become a more successful author. You can hire a coach. I offer coaching services where I actually walk people from idea to publication so that they can produce the work, the best possible work that they can put out into the world. There are plenty of author coaches and writing coaches available out there at all different price points. There are courses that you can take. There are groups you can join. I've spent several years in the early part of my writing career, probably seven or eight years, studying writing with some of the people who I consider to be masters of the craft. And I've allowed them to give me feedback on my work so that it can make me better. You can't get better with your writing unless you're willing to accept feedback. But you can start by just learning the craft, learning the basics. And you can do that with a writing book. Just purchase a book. And there's some that are better than others. But every writing book out there or just about every writing book out there will give you some nugget you can take away and apply to improve your writing and make it easier for you to achieve your your goal of becoming a successful author. The fourth thing I would suggest you do is to take action and start proving to yourself that you can do this. This might be the best evidence of all. A couple of months ago, I invited my husband to do a 14-day juice feast with me. It wasn't a fast. It was a feast. And during the feast, you can basically drink as much fresh pressed juice as you want. Whenever you're hungry, you drink juice. There's never a reason to be deprived. So I invited him to do that with me for 14 days. I had done it in the past for different amounts of time, up to 65 days at a time. And I knew that I got really great results and it felt really good when I did that periodically. 
So my husband joined me, but in the back of my mind, I was really thinking we needed to do 30 days. We had spent a month in New Orleans or almost a month in New Orleans. And if you've been to New Orleans, you know that it's not exactly um, in alignment with healthy eating. (laughs) So we had probably eaten and drank things that we wouldn't normally eat and drink on a regular basis for almost a month. So when we came back, we started this juice juice feast and my husband was game. He jumped in it with me, but I didn't present him with the idea of 30 days until after we'd done almost 14 days because I wanted him to have some evidence that he was capable of doing this. I wanted him to have proof that he could do this. And the best proof that he could get was seeing himself do it, seeing that he could get up in the morning, work with me in the kitchen to actually prepare the juice, go out in the world and have the juice. And, do, and right in the middle of the juice feast, his one of his closest friends celebrated her 50th birthday. She invited us to dinner with some of her friends and family. There were maybe 20 people there. And it was at a lovely high-end Southern cuisine restaurant in the Atlanta area. We all sat there and ordered, our our companions ordered food from the menu. We had chamomile tea with no sweetener. And my husband felt very challenged going in there. But once he'd done it, he realized he could do it. So when he went later on a trip to California and had to juice while everyone around him was enjoying Southern California cuisine, He was comfortable knowing that he had done it before and so he could do it again. So take action and start proving to yourself that you have the ability to write your book. This may be as simple as getting the outline done. That's the first step and you can prove to yourself that you have the ability to take the very first step in becoming a successful author. You can take action by just simply creating your copyright page. Find a template online, create a copyright page, remind yourself I'm in the process of becoming an author and then start setting aside writing time. Every day is preferable because a habit that you that you keep up every day is easier than a habit that you keep up three days a week. But put it on your calendar and demonstrate to yourself that you have the ability to sit down for 30 minutes a day or an hour or two every day, whatever time it is that you have and actually Do what it takes to become a writer. You can prove to yourself by taking action that you have the ability to write a great book. And this is the best evidence of all. So your action step for today, I would love to give you an action step with every podcast episode. And your action step for today is to make a list of everything that you think has been stopping you from writing your first book or your next book. And then take one of these strategies and use that strategy to actually overcome that challenge. So those strategies, again, were the first strategy was to challenge any negative beliefs. And a negative belief, there's no belief that's necessarily inherently negative, but a negative belief is one that is not serving you. It is not helping you to achieve your goals. So make a list of those beliefs and challenge them. Secondly, acknowledge your gifts, talents, and accomplishments. Make a list of the things you've done. You will discover you've done more hard things than you give yourself credit for. We tend to take the things we've accomplished for granted because how difficult could they be if we've accomplished them, right? Not true at all. You've accomplished at this point in your life things that other people haven't. You've done hard things. Look for resources to help you shore up any writing weaknesses that you have and learn how to write a great book. Take the time to actually learn what it takes to create a great book. If you're writing nonfiction, the participants in my group program, Short Books, Big Results, 
have that support. I provide them with all the support they need to write a great book. And you can find that program at CandiceLDavis.com backslash short books. Lastly, start taking action. Take action and prove to yourself that you have what it takes to write your book. Take action and prove to yourself that you're willing to learn if you don't know everything you need to know in order to write a great book. You can do this. This is totally doable. I come from a background where I used to believe that um, writing was an inherent talent. You were either great at it or you weren't. And the truth is that some people are naturally good at writing. I'm very grateful to fall into that category. However, Everyone can get better than where they are right now. And even people who aren't great at writing can become great at writing. It's almost like you take a skill like cooking. If no one has ever shown you how to bake a cake, it might be difficult, right? You don't know there's a difference between dry measuring and wet measuring and which cup you use and which ingredients you mix first. But when someone takes the time to teach you those basics, it makes it much easier for you to become a great baker. And anyone can become a great baker. Now, you may never become a prize-winning baker who takes home the top world's top culinary prizes, but you don't have to. Great is more than good enough. And the same thing applies to writing. If you take the time to deal with the things that are standing between you and your ability to write a great book and take the time to really learn the craft, it is not that complicated. You don't have to spend years doing it. I, I used to believe that you did, but you actually don't. I've seen so many people compress that process because they took the time and really dedicated themselves to getting feedback, to applying what they learn, to learning from people who'd already done what it is that they want to do. So if you're willing to do that, you have the ability. This is definitely an area where a growth mindset, a mindset that says, I can learn to do this if I'm willing to put in the effort, will pay off for you. Thank you for listening to this premiere episode of Nothing But The Words. If you enjoyed this episode, if it served you in some way, I'd really love it if you would subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts and leave me a great review. I'm Candace L. Davis, your author coach, and I'll see you next time on Nothing But The Words.